This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Cunnington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week, and if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to milehighfi.com. Hello, world. Welcome to the Mile High Five podcast. I'm Carl Jensen with my co-host. I'm Doug Cunnington, and today we are talking about the, I don't know if how we want to describe it, but tech stocks are down a little bit, and um, we're going to discuss uh, really our feelings. Now, before we get to it today... Um, you were uh, in traffic a little bit. What's, what's the story? You literally walked in about 45 seconds ago. I did. I'm famous for being late. And today is we were already uh, we're already recording right after this. So time is tight. And I, tr- <clears throat> excuse me, and I've got a cold too. I tried to get out of my subdivision and there were these big vehicles there tearing up the road. So they had it all blocked out. I had to sit there for like 10 minutes uh, which was unfortunate given the circumstances of today. Yeah. And funny thing, I am a very punctual person and hate being late. So this is a good, it's a good exercise. It's, it's a sharp contrast and maybe not the best working style, but um, it is good because like really it, it's an artificial construct, this thing called time, right? We just use it to uh, maybe show up on time and stuff like that. But really I'm like, I don't have anything else going on. It's just like I played guitar for a few minutes. Everything was fine. So it's a good exercise for me because it's like it doesn't matter. It's just like sometimes I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to get to the store at 930. And if I get behind that arbitrary timing, I'm like, oh, no, I'm late for what? Like nothing. Now, today we do have a meeting coming up. So like an interview. So it, it does make it exciting. But it makes us talk faster. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's best not to plan if you can help it. But on the other hand, when other people are relying on you, you have to. And I think it's rude to show up late because they're structuring their day around you. And if you show up late, you just screw them up. So I think my thing is uh, when I know I have to be there at a certain time, the way I think about this now, or the way I try to do things now is if I know I have to be somewhere at nine, I try to get there. At 8.45, the other thing is if I'm late, it makes time speed up faster. It gives me anxiety and it's just, uh, it's not good for my mental health. So being there early and just wandering around, like taking a little walk. I do this when I pick my kids up. I'll take a walk around the school a couple times and it's a better way to do things. Yeah, this we can't do it any different because we have guests, but for other people, especially if it's like a dinner thing, I'll say, if you could be there between two and three, or how about I'll be at your house between two and two thirty, and then I aim for two, but it takes the pressure off a little bit and mm-hmm. makes the day a little bit more enjoyable. And you know, it sounds like we could do a whole short form episode on this topic. I'll say one more thing. Uh, three of my good friends in Atlanta, they were all military. So they were, uh, they were always like, 10 or 20 or 30 minutes or like they were early. So I think like one of the first things that I was invited to, like it's, it's a bit of a like filter. Like if I showed up late or if I showed up on time, they would have been like, ah, this guy, you know, he's not very punctual. Like you got to show up like 10 minutes early just to be on time. And that is, you know, a military thing, which, you know, I I was never in the military or any kind of, um, 
ROTC or anything like that. And I don't think you were either, right? I was not. Yeah. We're soft. Yeah, we're soft. <laughs> so, okay. Stocks are down. You have a lot of um, individual stocks heavily focused in the tech area. So, it hits you harder. We mainly have index funds. So, I mean, it, the stocks are down generally. But h- how do you view this? I mean, is it devastating? Are you stressed out about it? Uh, I couldn't care less. I don't want to sound like I don't care for the struggles of others because this will impact others. Uh, If we're in a recession, people are going to get laid off. Uh, If you haven't done all your planning perfectly, uh, perhaps you have to withdraw right now. Uh, You could be hurt too, but personally, I am not. And you started talking about this in the with the background of tech stocks, and they have been hit harder. But I think the S and P five hundred was in bear tor- territory for a while. I think that's defined as closing at on a at as a twenty percent low from the previous high. I said that pretty bad. Closing twenty percent lower than, than the previous high. And I know there was one day, I think last Friday, where it had been there, but then it closed up, but then I think it has since closed down. So that's officially bear market territory for the S&P 500, which affects all of us uh, in index funds and even more for tech stocks. Gotcha. And, and you are you're a person who, who does look at um, stocks and you're monitoring prices in general. How, how often do you look at the news and stuff like that? Uh, multiple times per day, actually. It's my version of entertainment. I don't spend a lot of time, but uh, I'm always curious about it. Uh, in my case, my, my biggest holding is Tesla, and that's down half. It's half of what it used to be at its all-time high. So I think it was 1,200 and something, and then it was in the 600s, and that's where it's at right now. So Okay. Gotcha. And, and from a day-to-day basis, it, it doesn't impact you, um, so you're not stressing too much. No, I don't care. And the thing about this is I don't when you when I say I look at stocks, I'm actually not looking at stocks, I'm looking at the company. I don't really care about what the stock price is. I care about the company. So here's a question. Would you rather have a company that's doing so so, but because there's a lot of hype around it, the stock price is going crazy? I'm looking at you, GameStop and AMC. Or would you rather have a company with really solid fundamentals that's growing, their all their financials are strong, they've got a big, they have minimal debt, they have a big cash balance, but their stock is down because of a macro environment issue? I'd much rather have the latter. I'd much rather have the stronger company and the stock price down because I know eventually the stock price will catch up with the company. And I think that's how people have to look at the downturn now. The economy is pretty strong. We have inflation because of demand, because people are spending money, things are, I think, pretty okay. Uh, Inflation's going to hurt. It's brought down. It's caused uh, rotation out of growth stocks into more value stocks. Uh, The NASDAQ just had a very bad day, but the Dow Jones was up. But you shouldn't be thinking about any of this, I don't think. You should just be thinking about the long term. Like Even if things are bad right now, in 10 years from now, this is going to be a little blip and it won't matter. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, for me, I say just give me crypto and I'll, I'll be content. No, I'm just kidding. So a couple, couple things. Um, I, I don't look too often. I would, you know, when the market's down to this degree, I would hear about it eventually, but it's usually like a few days later or like a week later, like I wouldn't pay attention. You, you would maybe would comment, uh, to me on something and I'm like, oh, wow, I haven't looked in a month or whatever. 
and I'm literally that oblivious and like that's my style. I don't find it entertaining. I like to watch like sitcoms and stuff instead, but to each their own. And the thing that hit us though is Elizabeth does look more often. She's she will um th- this is bad. I don't like this. I should direct her to this episode so I can complain at her in a passive aggressive way. Um she'll like look at CNN on her phone like first fucking thing in the morning. And that's like the worst thing you could do. Uh, and it's just, you know, the, the worst stories, like it, it's just a, a bad decision. So one thing that might pop up is, you know, stocks are down, like the sky is falling, all that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, she um, she's more on the, I would say, like pessimistic, realistic, um, verging on expecting worst case scenarios to happen all the time and i'm much different uh much more i want to say realistic and then a little more positive in general so anyway stocks are down and she's like oh this could be the time where they never come back like that's the thought that she would she would come come to right and i'm like yeah zoom out a little bit like we're where we like we were really happy where we were at in say like september last year dates could be off a little bit but we were really happy where we were at like September last year and uh, we're, we're at that level right now. So yeah. like h- how, like what's the difference? I mean, obviously the trend, but yeah, if, if you get too close and you're only looking at say year to date, that's the number she loves to look at. So she's like year to date, we're down like 25%. And I'm like, yeah, look back two years. Like we're doing pretty good if you look back a little bit farther. So yeah, we what do you think? Oh, man, I have so many thoughts around that. Number one, if you look at the historical S&P 500, or a lot of people prefer the Schiller PE ratio, we're still very high compared to historical, the historical average. So I think we should probably drop like another 10 or 20% to bring us back down to the mean, and that would be perfectly fine because then we're just back where we should be. We're at the end of a huge run. We just had a spectacular run up. We We've lived through like the greatest, one of the greatest bull runs of history, like from the Great Recession on up. It's been so good. And that's the perspective you have to look at it through. That's the lens you have to look at it. We've, and if you look at it, we've got this great huge mountain. We've came down like 100 feet. We've climbed a 14er and, and we, we walked down like 200 feet. Like this isn't anything. Instead of worrying about that 200 feet we came down, we should be thankful that we climbed that, that we summited the 14er. And it's going to go higher. The thing that disturbs me a little bit about what she said is you said, what if this is the end? Or she said, what if this is the end of it? Or? That's paraphrased, right? That's paraphrased. Okay. She didn't say that exactly. But the point is um, we are like at any point in time, things could get weirder than they were in the past, right? So there's always a possibility of it getting worse than we've ever seen it before. And she holds that sort of worst case scenario close. She's extremely risk averse. Yeah. So I, I've had these same thoughts in the past. So this caused me to do a bunch of research. Like the thing I want to know is that VTSAX is going to go up and to the right over time. And what causes that? It, that's caused by economic expansion. And then you dig a little bit deeper. And what causes that? There's two main drivers of it. The first one is a little bit less important. And that's population growth in the world, which is still happening. But the second one, and I can't claim to understand all the mechanics underneath this, but the second one is productivity gains. And that means workers are getting more efficient. Mm 
And if you think about what's going on now, we're probably at the verge of some of the greatest productivity gains of all time. We're AI, look at this, we've got AI computers with their own brains, neural nets, driving cars, and we don't program that to, to do this. They learn how to do this. So AI is going to be applicable to all kinds of different things. I think it's been a little bit overhyped. It's going to take longer than people think, but it is happening, and it's happening now. The other thing is you look at the uh, what Tesla's doing with their robot and general Boston Dynamics with some of their robots, uh, more, more productivity gains. Uh, those machines are going to do the work that people don't want to do will be elevated to do brainier work and uh, the robots are going to take over. So I'm more optimistic than ever right now. And I'll say I'm more like Elizabeth than you. I'm more of a pessimist. But in regards to economic expansion and the long-term stock market, I'm more optimistic than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. Very good. You know, I think part of it is um – like I said, some of the news that she consumes, like, you know, the news is to get ad revenue, not yep. to like share news. Exactly. And um, if I'm coming at it, it too positively, like uh, she may count, try to counterbalance my positivity with, um, I shouldn't say negativity, but I'll, I'll use that word here. So she's like, oh, well, it could get much worse. So I agree with all of, all of what you said. And I mean, when it comes down to it, even if I was like, oh, it could get really bad. What the fuck am I going to do about it? You know, I just got to live my life. <laughs> yeah. I, I think to me, it's binary. Either things are going to be great or uh, something really, really bad will happen and we'll all be dead. And that's it. I don't think there's going to be like a, there might be a lengthy downturn. It might be a, a couple of years. It very well could do that. Well, the world resets. Who expected a war a year ago? Right. But as long as you, Investing is a long-term game. You should have a 10-year timeline at least, I think. And and if you're investing now, you should be happy that this is happening because dollar cost average and you're paying a much lower price than you would have paid any time in the past six months. So this yep. is awesome for you. Yep. Cool. Any any other final thoughts? Um, you know, keep your head on. This is a long-term situation. What, what else do you think, Carl? Yeah. When, Doug, when you were saying that you don't check it hardly often at all, I thought about a study, and I don't know if this is urban legend or not, but it turns out to be true that the best people are dead investors because if you're dead, you can't check anything and you can't do anything stupid. So, Doug, when you were saying you never check, I think you're the closest to a, a dead person that there probably is. Thank you. Yeah. Success-wise, you mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not personality-wise <laughs> at all, but maybe you should have your own fund, the Dead Doug Fund. Oh, that sounds kind of bad. I don't know if anyone yeah. would invest in that. Yeah, you know, uh, you got to try, though. I think it's all about the sales and marketing behind it. So, all right, cool. If, if you guys have thoughts or feelings or uh, any suggestions general comments. You can shoot an email over to us. Be sure you're on our email list so that you can get notified about new episodes and stuff like that. Or you could leave a, a comment over on the YouTube side. So we'll catch you guys on the next episode and I'll talk to you soon, Carl. Yeah. See you soon, Doug. Thanks for listening to the show. That was the Mile High Five podcast and I'm Doug Cunnington the Balder host, and Carl Jensen is the cool, sexy one. If you dig the show, please do three things for us. Number one, tell a friend, a family member, an enemy about the show. We really don't care who you tell. 
maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like. It's the single most helpful thing that you can do to spread the word. It's like giving us a virtual high five and uh, actually we don't give high fives in, in person. So the virtual kind's pretty good. And more importantly, your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them. Number two, make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, whatever you're using. And that way you won't miss a show. And number three, please leave us a rating and review. We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch y'all next week.